Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 12th day of January. It's so good to be here with you. Welcome to everyone, near or far, new or an old familiar friend. I am so glad that you are here and making the Bible a rhythm, a moment, a part of your day in some capacity. We're continuing this dialogue in the book of Job today, reading chapters 32 through 34, and just a couple days left in the New Living Translation, Job chapter 32. Job's three friends refused to reply further to him because he kept insisting on his innocence. Then Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzite of the clan of Ram, became angry. He was angry because Job refused to admit that he had sinned and that God was right in punishing him. He was also angry with Job's three friends, for they made God appear to be wrong by their inability to answer Job's arguments. Elihu had waited for the others to speak to Job because they were older than he. But when he saw that they had no further reply, he spoke out angrily. Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzite, said, I am young and you are old. So I held back from telling you what I think. I thought those who are older should speak, for wisdom comes with age. But there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them, that makes them intelligent. Sometimes the elders are not wise. Sometimes the aged do not understand justice. So listen to me and let me tell you what I think. I have waited all this time, listening very carefully to your arguments, listening to you grope for words, I have listened, but not one of you has refuted Job or answered his arguments. And don't tell me he is too wise for us. Only God can convince him. If Job had been arguing with me, I would not answer with your kind of logic. You sit there baffled with nothing more to say. Should I continue to wait now that you are silent? Must I also remain silent? No, I will say my peace. I will speak my mind for I am full of pent up words and the spirit within me urges me on. I am like a cask of wine without a vent, like a new wineskin ready to burst. I must speak to find relief, so let me give my answers. I won't play favorites or try to flatter anyone, for if I tried flattery, my creator would soon destroy me. Listen to my words, Job. Pay attention to what I have to say. Now that I have begun to speak, let me continue. I speak with all sincerity. I speak the truth. For the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Make your case and take your stand. Look, you and I both belong to God. I too was formed from clay. So you don't need to be afraid of me. I won't come down hard on you. You have spoken in my hearing and I have heard your very words. You said, I am pure. I am without sin. I am innocent. I have no guilt. God is picking a quarrel with me and he considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches my every move. But you are wrong and I will show you why. For God is greater than any human being. So why are you bringing a charge against him? Why say he does not respond to people's complaints? For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds, he whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. 
He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. Or God disciplines people with pain on their sick beds, with ceaseless aching in their bones. They lose their appetite for even the most delicious food. Their flesh wastes away and their bones stick out. They are at death's door. The angels of death wait for them. But if an angel from heaven appears, a special messenger to intercede for a person and declare that he is upright, he will be gracious and say, Rescue him from the grave, for I have found a ransom for his life. Then his body will become as healthy as a child's, firm and youthful again. When he prays to God, he will be accepted, and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. He will declare to his friends, I sinned and twisted the truth, but it was not worth it. God rescued me from the grave, and now my life is filled with light. Yes, God does these things again and again for people. He rescues them from the grave so they may enjoy the light of life. Mark this well, Job. Listen to me, for I have more to say. But if you have anything to say, go ahead. Speak, for I am anxious to see you justified. But if not, then listen to me. Keep silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Then Elihu said, Listen to me, you wise men. Pay attention, you who have knowledge. Job said, The ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods. So let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. For Job also said, I am innocent, but God has taken away my rights. I am innocent, but they call me a liar. My suffering is incurable, though I have not sinned. Tell me, has there ever been a man like Job, with his thirst for irreverent talk? He chooses evil people as companions. He spends his time with wicked men. He has even said, why waste time trying to please God? Listen to me, you who have understanding. Everyone knows that God doesn't sin. The Almighty can do no wrong. He repays people according to their deeds. He treats people as they deserve. Truly, God will not do wrong. The Almighty will not twist justice. Did someone else put the world in his care? Who set the whole world in place? If God were to take back his spirit and withdraw his breath, all life would cease and humanity would turn again to dust. Now listen to me if you are wise. Pay attention to what I say. Could God govern if he hated justice? Are you going to condemn the Almighty Judge? For he says to kings, you are wicked, and to nobles, you are unjust. He doesn't care how great a person may be, and he pays no more attention to the rich than to the poor. He made them all. In a moment, they die. In the middle of the night, they pass away. The mighty are removed without human hand. For God watches how people live. He sees everything they do. No darkness is thick enough to hide the wicked from his eyes. We don't set the time when we will come before God in judgment. He brings the mighty to ruin without asking anyone, and he sets up others in their place. He knows what they do, and in the night he overturns and destroys them. He strikes them down because they are wicked, doing it openly for all to see. For they turned away from following him. They have no respect for any of his ways. They cause the poor to cry out, catching God's attention. He hears the cries of the needy, but if he chooses to remain quiet, who can criticize him? When he hides his face, no one can find him, whether an individual or a nation. He prevents the godless from ruling, so they cannot be a snare to the people. 
I don't people say to God, I have sinned, but I will sin no more. Or I don't even know what evil I have done. Tell me. If I have done wrong, I will stop at once. Must God tailor his justice to your demands? But you have rejected him. The choice is yours, not mine. Go ahead, share your wisdom with us. After all, bright people will tell me, and wise people will hear me say, Job speaks out of ignorance. His words lack insight. Job, you deserve the maximum penalty for the wicked way you have talked. For you have added rebellion to your sin. You show no respect, and you speak many angry words against God. So we hear from the young guy today. He shows up and he's going to set everybody straight. It's stories such as this and passages in Job that I wish that we could all be in a big room and we could all present our perspectives of what we're hearing, what stood out. There's an ancient practice of just hearing the Word of God called Lecto Divina, where you sit, meditate, listen to Scripture and allow space for the Spirit to speak and to allow an opportunity for things to drop deep and to sit with them. I'm so curious to know all of the different nuances and perceptions that hit all of us as we read this, because this is exactly what's transpiring in these dialogues. Each person is coming to Job from their own perception of who God is, their own expertise on God, showing up and speaking for God. We're good at that, right? And even this uh, particular verse in chapter 34, verse 33, must God tailor his justice to your demands? I think the irony is we do such a thing we so easily categorize God into our personal preferences, our favorite sports teams, our states that we declare this is God's country, <laughs> and the ones that we declare God is not present there. I just find this dialogue so fascinating, all of the different facets, all of the places that many of us have probably reached for at some point in our life, at some point in our Christian culture with good intentions and more often than not, words that do not help. So Jesus, help us as we help each other to know when silence is all that's needed, to know that Pointing people to you in their pain is sometimes what is necessary. To be careful not to offer our prescriptions and our formulas and our theologies and our judgments, but maybe we can hear the pain of a person's heart and just sit with that with them. But we can't do that if we're not willing to sit with the pain in our own selves so would you give us the courage, God, to take a deep look in those places that we have been unwilling, unable, or places that we just haven't seen? Would you reveal 
the places of our heart that need work that only you can do. And I thank you that you are our very present help in time of need. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are turning the page together tomorrow and continuing this dialogue. And I look forward to being here with you as the conversation continues. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Good morning, DABC. My name is Lovelyn and I'm calling in from France. And I'm calling in uh, to pray for his sister that calling. I think from Texas that her son reached out to her on Christmas Day for the first time in seven years. I become too emotional. I become too emotional. I'm a mother of four lovely children. And I don't know my I don't know whether my heart can take it if any of them will stay for seven years without reaching out to me. Sister, I'm with you in prayer. I am with you and I believe God that as you said, God has started a good work in the life of your son and he will not stop until you perfect it. He's a God that perfect things and he's the God that fights rightly. I'm with you and I'm praying with you. And another grandmother that called that a child of 15 months is only working a little and um, sister, I want you to know that we're with you in prayer. Even if we didn't call to pray out, we're praying for every prayer point that has been mentioned here. Father Lord, we lift up our sisters and our brothers too onto your able hands. And we begin to pray, Father, it is your will that uh, children are blessing to their parents. For this prodigal son that reached out once, Father, we thank you for him to remember to reach out to her mother for seven years. We thank you. And we know that you that started this good work in his life, you will not stop until you perfect it. We lift up the son to you, my father and my Lord. The Bible said the heart of the king is the hands of God. We thumb the heart of the son to your to serve you, Lord, to your favor and to listen to what the parents are saying and to do that which is right in the name of Jesus. I'll pray for this little son that father in the name of jesus that uh, every delay in his life is broken and he will walk right now and do things according to his age in the name of jesus thank you about father blessed be unto your name in jesus name hi dabc family this is kevin from illinois i would like you to join me in saying a prayer for me and my children and my ex-wife i went through a difficult divorce in 2023 and we are having a hard time. Lord, Father in heaven, please help give me guidance, give my children guidance, and give my ex guidance to do what is best in your sight. Please light the path in front of us and show us the way toward your light. I want to do what is best for all of us in this situation, but we are all broken and hurting from the horrible pain that came along with divorce. Please, Lord, be with everyone going through marital difficulties, and I fully understand why divorce is something that really should be avoided as much as possible. There are times when there is no other option because we live 
in a very damaged world. But we know that you can heal. And we're asking for your healing and for your guidance. So for everyone struggling through relationship problems, be there with us, Lord. We just ask for your guidance and your power and your healing. Amen. This is Kat from Texas. I want to pray for Heather from Santa Barbara. First, I want to tell you, Heather, God loves you so much. Um, and he sees what you're going through. Let this not go without a learning experience. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I bind up that spirit of ADHD or ADD. I tell you, you cannot operate in, on, or around Heather right now. Lord, I just ask you, fill her up with your Holy Spirit and, and fill in those empty spaces. Lord, I thank you for providing for all of her needs. Lord, I thank you um, that a better contract will come along that will help her even more, that, but that she doesn't look to her job for sustenance, but to you and to you for healing and to you for everything in her life. Lord, I just ask that you would move upon her today with loving kindness in Jesus' name, amen.